Hello, this is the Ancient Texan with comments on the news and daily events. I'll usually state what my opinion is based on, which of my personal values. I'd ask you to do the same. Um, and ask yourself, is your opinion based on your personal values? Or are they based on the values of your group? I.e., are you doing it just because the Democrats, Democrats say it or the Republicans say it? Believe it. Anyway, this is the Ancient Texan. Welcome aboard. Yo, this is the Ancient Texan. It's May 25th. We have an easy one this morning that kind of demonstrates the difference of our rights and rights of other people. A guy named Roman Potasevich, pardon the way I say his name. He's a journalist. Uh, he ran an internet um, company. criticized his government uh, his government's Belarus and it's run by a guy Luce Sank Lucenkio Alexandria Lucenkio I'm not saying his name right that's a problem with me. I'm never going to get a job as a newscaster. I can't pronounce names very well. Well, he was going um, to a nearby country, I think. on a plane flying, you know, a thousand miles and um, agents got on the plane with them, obviously secret agents. And once they were in flight, they diverted his flight and took him to Belarus and took him into custody. Um, and he had a statement after that that was probably scripted, uh, looked in decent shape, although some conjecture that you know his nose may be broken and other minor details. Uh, the Belarus passed some laws making it, you know, basically unlawful to criticize the government on the internet or anywhere else. The European Union took action and now you can't fly out of Belarus over any country in the area. But they can go east when flying to Russia. I guess land at the airport there, change planes, and then go to wherever they're going. Uh, other airlines are instructed not to fly over Belarus. 
who sank on. Luca Senko has um, said he didn't cheat in the election, but he's been there a long time and uh, pretty much doesn't allow any freedom of speech. And he considers um, this guy, Roman, to be a terrorist for what he does. Kind of like we consider groups and uh, if you're a Palestinian group like Hamas, you're considered a terrorist. You can argue that one way or another, but it's, you know, people can declare a terrorist person a terrorist, and I'm not sure there's any definite rules on what makes a terrorist. I think it's country by country. So anytime you hear that someone's a terrorist, you might ask what's the def definition. Um, like for instance, would our people that rebelled against Great Britain and threw tea into the harbor, would they be considered terrorist? No. Luzenko is a terrorist and it's not inconceivable that he could be put to death for being a journalist. You might also ask yourself how some of the journalists were treated uh, as enemies when Trump was in power. Kind of the same stuff, in my mind either believe in freedom of speech and free journalism or you don't. Now where do you cross the line? Where is hate speech and where is you know asking for someone to riot or storm the capital? What where is the boundary there? By don't think it's that simple, but it sure as hell is important. Story number two, I watched um, an immigrant from Honduras. Um, he walked in a parade to try to get higher wages because he got $16 a day, him and his wife both got fired uh, for walking in that parade, kind of like the way we treated unions in the early day. Um, his father was killed by gangs in Honduras. So without money, no way to support himself, his dad killed from, from gangs. He took off to the US. Uh, but Biden's asks Guatemala to use their troops to stop people at the Honduras-Guatemala border. So he got stopped there, but he circumvented those troops by going through the mountains. Tried to connect back up with his friends. 
to cross the Guatemala-Mexico border, which is again was set up uh, with Biden's prompting Mexico set up troops to stop people coming up from Honduras. You don't get to America, you don't get to apply for refugee status. So Biden's done it in a little quieter way and a little more professionally and you know a little smoother. But he's essentially stopping people from coming in with uh, the military. Not the military on the U.S.-Mexico border, but borders before you get there. Not sure that's a whole lot different than what Trump did. Maybe Biden's treating the people better after they do get in this country. But it's definitely not in the spirit of being uh, a country that people can go to when they're being abused. You might also ask, um, what is a U.S. drug policy? What effect does it have on Honduras? Where do the gangs in Honduras get their money? How much of the problem in Honduras is our drug problem just radiating out? How much of our problem is caused by the war on drugs? It's not the war on drugs. It's the war on people that are doing drugs. It is a war on people addicted to drugs. Word choice, it means everything. It means that you can attack these people, you can abuse them, you can put them in jail. Um, it kind of justifies from the get-go when you use the word war, how you're gonna treat somebody. They're your enemy. They're not a fellow human, they're an other. Think how our word choice on war affects this kid like 22 years old, wife, a couple of kids, his father murdered, laid off because he tried to get more than $16 a day. Think how it affects his life simply from the word choice, great word choice of war, war on drugs. <laughs> Having trouble saying it. How do your values line up here? Do you think that's uh, consistent with your values? Do you believe there should be a war on drugs? Second, do you believe we should let refugees come into this country? Turns out our population in 2020 is actually in decline. We're gonna need laborers. We're getting people getting older. Immigration is the only thing that's kept us from having a shrinking population. But whether you think we should be our brother's keeper or not, depends on your values. 
depends on your values if you think we should take responsibility for our the effect of our drug policy in Latin America. It depends on your values whether you think uh, we should help the government in Honduras, which is probably is more corrupt than our government, uh, create job opportunities and help them secure their country from violence. Also, most of the guns in Honduras, guess where they come from? Does the U.S. bear any responsibility for that? What do you say with your values? Yes or no? It's a pretty simple question. So there's, in that story to me, there's half a dozen values and how you side on what should be done depends on your values it's your call it's your values a third story story number three george floyd it's been a year Michael Brown's been seven years. George Floyd's policeman got convicted of murder or something. Manslaughter, a couple of things. I don't think he's been sentenced yet. So we got all that problem behind us. <laughs> yeah, sure. First, we our country did in the Indians. We had slaves. We abused the Chinese immigrants coming over. We put Japanese in internment camps. We went back to abusing the blacks after they were free. Now we're black. We're back to um, having violence against Asians. Um, there's wealth and disparity. Wealth disparity, asset um, differences. They have different amount of assets depending on what race you're in. We're still hung up on the myth of race in this country. We all have a sprinkling of different percentages of all the races that exist on the planet. We all come from a common ancestor a couple hundred thousand years ago. We're all just blends of the same thing. And yet we believe you have certain physical traits from the blend that you got, uh, you're inferior. It's a deep-seated belief. Like the world took people a million years, 200,000 years for the modern man to believe the earth is round instead of flat, and there's still a flat earth group. Things that are not true persist for a long, long time. 
I think we change things, but it's amazingly slow. And it usually kind of changes little steps between generations. Some people change even when they're old dudes like me. And I'd like to be considered, I'd be proud to be considered one of those people. Who's stopping changes right now? There's a lot of people. I mean, you can point to white supremacists, white races, a lot of the Republican Party. But you also have to look at uh, policemen. They say they have to be fast in making their decision. It's a dangerous jobs and too much thinking they end up dead. There's some truth to that. We got a truckload of, of guns. And by the way, uh, National Rifle Association is getting rid of that Pierre guy, probably. That's been stealing a lot of money from their organization, and he's put it into bankruptcy, mainly trying to keep himself out of jail. But that's a whole other story. A lot of values involved there. But here with um, George Floyd, do you believe that? You have a certain amount of bias in you that works against black people, against Hispanics, against whatever flavor you don't like. Well, I do R&D. And you can take the best researcher in the world. And if he believes something is true, It's very easy to pick and choose the data you collect and throw away data, almost without realizing you're doing it. Just kind of like your brain tricking you to go get another candy bar. You find some exception, some reason, some weird reason for doing something or not doing something. Your brain is tricky. It is in there. And it's your, you know, it's your native survival system. It's there watching out for changes. It doesn't like changes. It likes things to go the same as it's always been. It doesn't like discomfort. It pushes you to keep the status quo. That's kind of a universal rule. The status quo is maintained by your body's survival system. You see things that are changing, it makes you uncomfortable, and you find a reason not to. You find an observation that supports your point of view. You may ignore 20 other observations, but you find an observation that justifies your story. It's human nature and you really have to work at it to get rid of it. So racism's been around a long time and I suspect it will incrementally improve. The next generation will probably be a little better. 
current generation, getting it to change. I'm all for it, but I think we're stuck with it for a while. At least we're stuck with it. We won't see the rate of change. It'll be small. Right now, to kind of prove that point, there's a George Floyd, George Floyd uh, bill in Congress. It can pass the House, but it needs 60 votes in the Senate. Very tough to get 10 Republicans. Probably as tough as getting 10 Republicans to vote to impeach Trump. Not impossible, but very, very difficult. They've been working on it a year. We're not there yet, but keep the faith. We got to inch forward one, one inch at a time. You might take an inventory of yourself and see where you are on this uh, on your elevate evolution. Do you even admit there might be a problem? That's kind of like step one. If you're not there, then you're like, in my mind, you're, you know, step zero. I'm kind of at step one. I, you know, understand I've got problems. I'm not sure how hard I'm going to work to change any of those or to read books to understand them. reluctant to define anything around race. I'd rather do it like if someone is not earning enough money for the job they're doing, then no matter what your race, I want to see changes made. Or if your group uh, is disadvantaged into getting schools or you get shot more or something like that, uh, I'd like to go at the root causes of those problems and attack the root causes as much as we can. And maybe racism is one of those uh, problems, but that's, you know, that's a never shifting thing. Like right now, Asians seem to be getting the brunt of racism. I don't know if they passed the blacks or the Indians. But racism kind of shifts and I, you know, who's being abused. And I think you've got to attack the, the behavior. Um, I think it's hard to attack something like racism, which is um, largely hidden, including reparations. Um, I'm not inherently against that, but I just have a hard time imagining how one group, like the Asians who earn less money, they've been abused for a long time, but the Indians have been abused for a long time. How you help one group, the blacks in this instance, without causing harm to other groups, I, it's just it's too complicated for me. Recently, there's been a law passed a judgment made by the Supreme Court that said the um, state of Oklahoma couldn't ignore the agreements they had with um, 
one of the Indian tribes around Tulsa. I don't remember which one it was. I like that kind of agreement. You know, you got an agreement, you got to stick with it. it. Takes race completely out of it. That's story number three. Okay, story number four. There's a case in front of the Supreme Court. Um, kid off campus, just they didn't make the cheerleading squad and they got on one of the Snapchat or some modern uh, social system, social media system, and did a F F bomb against their school and against their coach and against their team. And apparently the Snapchat's supposed to disappear in 24 hours, but another student copied it and took it to the school. The school suspended suspended the kid for you know cussing the school's argument is it doesn't matter if it's off campus when it's on the internet it comes on campus and they have a right to uh, discipline the kids um, there's kind of an argument that their sentence was overly severe to suspend someone for a year over uh, using a swear word off campus or indecent language, whatever you want to call it. So Supreme Court got that and said, where does uh, free speech end? And where does it begin? You step off campus, do you have free speech? On campus, you don't have free speech. Can you say, F it? or not on campus or off campus. So school too strict. The case has a whole bunch of can of worms. It's not a real clean case to decide the freedom of speech by students and the ability of you know teachers and administration to control kids. Um, but I'm sure most of you have an opinion. I think they came down too hard on the kids. So I think it's hard to say this is, you, know, you can make any kind of case for this because you need a case where the, you know, the punishment's appropriate and they do some, you know, say something off campus and the school responds to it. I think to make a more general general case but that's the case the Supreme Court has in front of them it sounds like they're they may still bow out and send it back down to the lower court but it's it's complicated anybody that thinks that's simple is has pretty simple thinking I suspect if you're you know one of the stronger conservative religions you probably just think it's wrong to use the f-bomb and you think the kids don't have a right to do that i'm kind of on the lean on the free speech side of things and i think i would side up with the kids on this one but 
I don't have a strong opinion. I don't like that kind of language. And I don't, I use the word friggin' and I, I used it for decades before I even knew what it stood for because it didn't stand for anything. Just a word, frustration word for me. But I'm trying after decades to learn to quit saying that because that's not the kind of person I want to be. I don't want to be so illiterate. As I get old now and I have trouble finding my words, I don't want to start using friggin' even more often. So, I don't want to be the Supreme Court Justice on that case. That sounds too hard for me because I don't, I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm smart enough and know enough principles to sort that one out. Good luck with them on figuring that one out. Well, that's my two cents for today on what my values are about the different uh, things happening in the news. I'd love to hear uh, your opinion, your values, your principles. You can send them to me at wileyfoxes at gmail.com. If I get it, I'll give you an answer back on air. Wiley, W-I-L-E-Y, period, foxes, F-O-X-E-S, at gmail.com. This is the Ancient Texan with the email of wileyfoxes at gmail. <laughs> Figure that one out. Have a good day and namaste.